This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 46. In this episode, the moms share their interview with Keith Howe, one of the founders of the Moving Beyond the Page curriculum. They learn how the company got started, what makes them different from other curricula, how their program works, and more. <laughs> mom, mom, where's my math book? Honey, mom, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 can I have a drink? Mom. Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're, and we're the, the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week? Skip to the end of our chit chat. 12 minutes, 9 seconds. So, what have you guys been up to since last time recorded, like, 10 days ago? I know, it's only 10 days ago. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, don't hold us to this, people, because we can't necessarily maintain, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> but um, let's see. Well, it's only been 10 days, so that's not a whole lot of time. But I, I did finish my purge and clean. My, my great summer purge and clean um, didn't actually complete it fully, but I'm pretty happy with how it worked out. Near the end, I fizzled out, and I was just finally like, you know what? I don't care about my laundry room. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I will put it at the top of the list for the next time I do this. (laughs) So I start with the laundry room next time. I'm like, because actually I started getting excited about um, planning and thinking about plans for the next school year. So I figured if I'm on fire for this, I should follow that passion right now. I should follow that energy. So I, I allowed myself to just, you know. Drop that, and but in the meantime, I did finish up, and I did do. I got my desk all clean, which is like a huge thing. It's lovely. <laughs> yes, I posted pictures on Homeschool Realm as I always do when I do the purge and clean, and I um, I'm pretty happy. So, um, I got a lot of really cool things that I'm working on, and we'll do a whole separate show about our plans for the school year. So watch for that coming up pretty soon. Yep. Um. Let's see. My kids have been getting into games lately, not ju- not computer games because they're always into that. But <laughs> Tieran in particular has been really into wanting to play board games, dice games, uh, card games. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I have been trying to. Okay, I'll take a break from this <laughs> and go play a game. So we've been playing some more games, and actually, I want to do more games in the new school year anyway. So it's. It's good for me to get into practice. There you go. So that's been fun, um, pulling out games that we haven't played in a while. And um, let's see, um, not really much of anything else, just trying to keep the house from falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Because even though I just did all this cleaning and reorganizing, and immediately, of course, it gets messy again. Right. And then, of course, I get really caught up in all of my planning and purging and cleaning and whatever it is that I'm working on that I neglect to schedule play dates so I've been trying to rectify that by trying to do play dates for the kids because the poor kids have been stuck inside because it's so hot they can't go outside to play right because it's been a a course in the hundreds again although honestly I haven't really been exposed to it much (laughs) (laughs) I've been stuck in the house so much doing all this other stuff that I haven't really been suffering as much as I normally am (laughs) yeah yeah we haven't been out as much at all this summer 
No, and it's sad that it comes to that. But, you know, we think about all the people like in Maine that are stuck inside all winter. It's really not any different. Nope. The weather keeps us in. It's 100 when it's 100 and, you know, I mean, there have been days it's 118. So not, yeah. not very many this summer, luckily, but it's usually, 106 today. Is it today? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know we're going through another heat wave right now. Yeah, 106 I today. I don't think it's been below 100 very much in the last nope. couple of weeks. So, although I stopped looking because it just depresses me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can't keep posting screen saves from my uh, my iPhone about the weather because it just makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just, you know, trying to stay sane in the heat. And I, when I do have to go run errands, I wait until Adam gets home. And I have noticed... Oddly enough, maybe not so much the last couple of days, but like in the last week or two, the evenings, like six or seven, is actually kind of comfortable. It hasn't been that bad, which is really weird because normally here in Fresno, it's still scorching hot at that time. In fact, it's not unusual for it to be midnight and still in the 90s. Yeah. So <laughs> so I've been pleasantly surprised when I get out of the house at six or seven to go run to Target or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad because <laughs> I miss most of it. <laughs> right. You miss the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um and next week, I am going to be starting my full bore homeschool planning. My plan is to plan. <laughs> so <laughs> I have the next three weeks allotted for 100% focused on planning for the new school year. And I have so many ideas and neat things planned that I'm hoping, I'm hoping something will come out of it that you know, finally clicks. <laughs> but actually, we've been kind of going in this direction anyway, and it has been for the end of the last school year was more successful. So I know it's, I'm, it, it's going in the right direction. So I'm pretty happy. So we'll see how it goes. And as always, it's all a work in progress. And, and we're having fun with it. So that's the important part. And uh, mm -hmm. so what have you guys been up to? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Staying out of the heat. <laughs> Staying out of the heat. And Okay, so my ankle is still like oh, not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not a really happy camper. You need to go to the doctor for that. Well, the whole thing is, if I stay off of it, it's not too bad. But yeah. staying off of it's almost impossible. And the the only thing that that we don't go out because like yeah. just walking up and down the stairs is a pain. And I know I should go to the doctor about it. But I like have this fear. I'm going to go in and they're going to X-ray it. And they're going to be like, yeah, it's sprained. So what? You know, right? Wrap and then it, you pay all wrap that. Wrap it, ice it, yeah. elevate it, and it's going to cost me a fortune. So oh, I hear that. Yeah. I, that's why I'm putting it off. But then I get everybody going, oh, that's exactly how it was when I broke my ankle. I walked on it all the time and it didn't hurt. And it was, and I'm like, how is it possible that this many people broke their ankle and walked around on it? And it <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, if it, you're supposed to be in a cast, that might be a big deal. Right. I mean, it makes sense to me that I could walk around on a broken ankle because I've done it twice already. I broke my leg and walked, went to school the next day. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and I broke my arm and stayed at school all day. Oh, wow. So, like, you know, I, I'm, it's pretty normal for me to do stupid stuff and then just try to walk it off. But like everybody else is telling me I did totally the same thing. And so I don't know, I, but the bruising is like lightening up a lot and I can actually sort of see my ankle bone now in the morning when I am just getting up, like by the end of the sort day, of. Though, <laughs> by the end of the day, it's gone again because I've, sort of see it. I've not, you know, I, I'm supposed to sit and elevate it and ice it and all that. And who's got time for that? I've I got know, like... Right? Like, I'm sitting here at my computer desk right now. There's no way to elevate my foot, you know? <laughs> so there's, that stuff happens, and then it swells up again. And But the pain part of it has really gotten 100% better. I mean, oh, I can't say it doesn't hurt at all, but it barely hurts at all compared to how it was. Yeah. So, yay, there's that. 
but that's why we haven't really done anything. Like we, I, I have to drag my uh, myself and Jack to therapy twice a week, and that's enough of a walk for yeah. me yeah. <laughs> most days. <laughs> um, but we did have fun at your house um, last week. Yeah, that was fun. It's so nice to talk to other adults not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. I spent some. Bye. Our friend Courtney was there, and that was nice because I never get to see Courtney anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, it was nice to talk to other adults and like hear voices as opposed to you know all of it being via text or Facebook right. Messenger, or whatever. Which is ninety nine percent of my adult interaction. That's not my husband. Right, right. And Facebook. I'm really looking forward to ERCLC starting up again. Yes, and I'm so excited. Uh, one of our friends who I've been fr- I've been friends with her actually since before Danielle was born. Tiffany um, is going to be joining us, and I'm super excited about that. I told her right. that I was. She'll be her child's been joining us already, but she's going to actually be. Yes, that's yeah, because I've been bringing her. I've, I've been bringing her daughter, but um, now she gets to come. So I'm, I told her I was so excited she. Gets to join the beach chair set <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are new to us ERCLC is Eleanor Roosevelt what is it community, community learning, learning center. center which is our homeschool charter in in California we have these wonderful things that we can tap into as homeschoolers and get classes for free yes <laughs> <We> like that <laughs> and this one is so unique because they don't um, have hardcore rules about how, what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to teach. They're very open to whatever we want to do, which is why I love them. <laughs> so, very cool. Yes, and I as well am diving back into planning for the new year. Mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm looking for a planner for Danny now because I want her to be able to do a lot, some more of her work independently. She's been doing, this summer she's been doing her math pretty independently. I Like you, I put together a packet at the beginning right. of the week and mm-hmm. she's just you know cranking out the pages and turning them into me and then I just correct them and then we go over them. So I want to try to put something into place where she, oh. I mean, she gets up before me most days anyway, so she could have half her schoolwork done before I even wake up, you know. Right. If I had a good way of presenting what she needs to get done during the course of the week. So I'm looking into that right now. And, and I think I might end up having to like design something, which, you know, it's not a big deal to have to design something. But did you see that homeschooling ideas just just published a teenage workbook and planner? Well, I don't want anything too complicated, though. I mean, I just well, I don't want know some, what it looks like yet. But <laughs> I just want a piece of you know, something that says, you know, for language arts on Monday, you need to do this and then maybe have a place for her to check it off. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nothing too, you know, and then places where I could go, okay, well, now on this day, you have to do science with mom because I, she can do most of the science on her own, but I don't want her doing the labs on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want her dragging out the microscope and stuff on her own because I'm paranoid about those sorts of things. So um, I want to try to, like, have places where she can check off what she can do on her like separate what she can do on her own from what she needs to do with me and like we do history together all of us so mm-hmm. you know need to put that in there and I don't know I'm I'm still in the like pre-planning stages of what I want if that makes sense right I'm sort of trying to put it all together in my brain well, and put that in the show notes though for anybody who wants to check it out it's called you only live once it's a teenage what does she call it wait where does it say here it says teenage workbook and planner Okay. Designed to the you only live once workbook planner and calendar is designed to help you do exactly that. It's oh, I I neglected to read the first line which says, "Do you want to inspire your teenager to take responsibility for their own learning this year?" Ooh. That's what I I'm, I'm like, "Hmm, I think I'm going to have to check this out cuz I've been wanting to have Maven do some of her own planning." So, and uh well, add the linky to the outline and I'll add it to the show notes. Yep, I'm doing it right now. Awesome sauce. <laughs> 
And realistically, that's it for us. I mean, it's been like really, really super quiet around here just because of, you know, lack of ability to walk and heat and, and it's only been 10 days. So, and, um, but the upside is when we get to the books, you'll find out. I read a lot of books while I was elevating my foot. (laughs) (laughs) So now we'd like to give some time to our sponsor. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And now we'd like to share with you our interview with Keith Howe from Moving Beyond the Page. So today we're joined by Keith Howe, homeschooling father of four, who, along with his wife Kim, founded Moving Beyond the Page, a comprehensive curriculum that covers science, social studies, and language arts for ages 4 to 14 years old. Hi, Keith. Hi, how are you today? I am fantastic. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Yeah, thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, sure. We... um I'm Keith, and I'm married to Kim, and the two of us, we started Moving Beyond the Page together, and we have four kids. Um, our oldest, uh, we have uh, a boy is our oldest, and then we have three girls, and the uh, it's we have a we have a, a kind of a fun family because we, uh, two of our kids are adopted, and two of them are not. Um, our oldest son is biological, and and when when uh, Kim was pregnant with him, she had she had that. Uh, if you uh, remember when Princess Kate was pregnant with with her baby over there in in oh, England, yeah. <laughs> she had this disease called hyperemesis, and oh, she yeah. was really sick and in the hospital. Kim has that same thing when she gets pregnant. Oh, so no. we uh, we decided after after Jaden was born, uh, we'd actually talked about it before. Um, we we had discussed adopting before, and then after that happened, we thought, you know what that. That sounds like a good idea. So, um, so our next two girls we adopted. Both of them were domestic adoptions, and um, and then our so, so Jaden is thirteen, Jolie is uh, ten, Callie is six, and Piper is one. Oh wow! <laughs> and so so that's our family. So it's it's uh, keeps us busy. And yeah. uh, why why did we decide to homeschool? Yes. Um, we had absolutely no, no intention of homeschooling at all. <laughs> uh, Kim Kim's background is in is in education, and she had worked in the schools, and um, and our plan was always to um, just send our kids to school. When Jaden, uh, when he turned three years old, we put him in a in a local uh, preschool, a couple a couple mornings a week, and. Um, Jaden, when he was three years old, a really smart kid. I mean, he's 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 he thinks a lot. He he's he was. I mean, as a young kid, he was a great talker and always. I mean, just I mean, he had just an incredible vocabulary. Did not seem like a three year old at all. Sometimes you'd have to stop yourself and remind yourself that you were talking to a three year old, and <laughs> yeah. you, you can't talk about everything that you want to talk about with somebody yeah. just because they can carry on the conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> so we sent him to preschool and. After a month, we went in to talk to the teacher, and he said something to us when we walked in the door, and the teacher said, oh, my goodness, he talks. And we were like, what are you talking about? He talks. Of course he talks. He doesn't ever stop talking. And um, so basically, we, we, what we figured out after going through some stuff, and there was a couple of other issues in there as well where 
he would they, they would ask him what color something was and he said everything was yellow even though he he could distinguish you know gray and pink you know huh. at that point so uh, this we we kind of figured out that a typical school setting just wasn't going to work real well for him mm-hmm. and um and Kim decided to homeschool uh she, and so I came home one day and she said yeah I'm going to go look into this I'm going to go to a convention here um here in uh, we were living in North Carolina at the time and uh, she wanted to go to a convention there and she came home and of course her background is in is in curriculum is in gifted education and curriculum development um so she has a lot of training in curriculum development and she just she wasn't real happy with the options that were available to her and so uh so she decided not just to homeschool but she decided to uh, go ahead and 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 write curriculum as well write the curriculum that she was going to use and that's sort of you know sort of the genesis of this whole adventure for us mm, awesome so, well, that answers my next question, which is why you decided to homeschool. So, let's see. <laughs> we always like to ask our guests what a typical homeschool day looks like, knowing that there's not really such thing as a typical homeschool day. But oh, an ideal, yes. <laughs> an ideal day. <laughs> an ideal homeschool day is a field trip. Yes. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's cer- there's certainly not a typical home. There's not even a typical homeschool year for us. I don't think. We um, and and we've actually we're we're sort of in an interesting situation right now is we are coming off of um, a a one year sabbatical from homeschooling because of um, I mentioned that Kim got hyperemesis during pregnancies mm-hmm. and so with with this last one with Piper uh, she, we were not able to do enough for our kids for homeschooling and so we decided to take a year sabbatical and um, so we actually just started back that year ended last week. Oh, wow. And so we started back just this week. We're now back to homeschooling again, and uh, it's it's been quite a shock, I can tell you. Yeah, you can get you can get used to only having one kid in the house and not oh, homeschooling wow. them. Yeah. <laughs> but so so I can tell you I can tell you what what a typical homeschool day has looked like for us um, in 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 years past, and sort of I guess um, it'll probably be similar moving forward. Um, and it's 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 a little bit unique. Um, what. Sometimes when I first when I first tell homeschooled moms this, they they kind of get a little bit a little bit jealous. It's not quite as good as it sounds. But Kim and I have an interesting situation now where where we're both at home because we work from home, mm-hmm. and um, so we do we do co parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, from from five in the morning until five in the evening, somebody's working and somebody's either sleeping or with the kids. Um, so the so I, I was always a morning person, so I would get up at five and work. And, um, and I would work until lunch and then after lunch, uh, we'd, we'd break for lunch. And then after lunch, um, I would homeschool while Kim wrote curriculum and, and did, and did her job. So, um, so in the morning, Kim would cover math and language arts. And then after lunch, I would usually cover science and social studies. That's just sort of lens, lens to, to, uh, both of our strengths there. Nice. Very cool. I like that. So tell us about how Moving Beyond the Page came to be. That seems like that must be an interesting story. How'd you guys create that? Yeah, it's well, I, I sort of mentioned earlier, sort of some of the reasons why, and and you know, homeschooling, homeschooling Jaden and right. Kim, Kim's um, Kim's background. She um, she loves curriculum development. I mean, she loves yeah. learning how kids learn and. Um, and and taking that and developing curriculum curriculum around it and and um, my skill set is not in curriculum development but uh-huh. I'm pretty good at technology and running companies so oh, awesome. I've always been involved in startups and um, you know, computer programming product management in the in more in the healthcare healthcare technology space but 
we sort of brought our skills together. I was sort of at a point where I was ready to make a change in my career and mm-hmm. um, as looking for another looking for another small company that I could join because I like working for small companies more than the large one that we got bought by. Mm-hmm. And um, and Kim came up with this idea to write curriculum. She said, you know, I think I may, you know, write some write some units and write some literature units and I'll, I'll sell the literature units um, and see if I can sell some of those. And so, you know, we took a look at it and, and I did a little bit of market research on it and came back and said, you know, if, if you can if you can develop this as a comprehensive curriculum, I think that we could develop a company around it because we, you, know, you could get the uh, you have to get the, um, you know, the price point high enough so that you can actually you know, afford to go out and actually get customers. Sure. Uh, so, so she's like, all right. And we, we, uh, she started off in the, it was in August of 2005. She started writing and, uh, and she wrote the first two levels, um, before the summer of 2006. So it was a, it was a furious year that year hmm. of, uh, of, of writing and getting stuff done. Um, and in 2006 we, we went out and, 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 um, went to, I think we went to three conventions that year and it was sort of our, our big test, you know, to sort of see if it was something that, um, that would see if this would actually work. And we broke even. And, and as far as we were concerned at that point, that was good enough. So the next year we did, uh, wrote, she wrote another level over the winter, the age seven to nine level. And, uh, and then we went to 10 conventions that next year and I'm still working full time during this, during this time. Wow. Mm. Uh, and that worked. And so the year after that, um, we, we got an RV uh-huh. and packed up our kids. And at that point we had a one year old baby, uh, two kids and an RV. And we went out and hit 30 conventions all over the country and spent six months living in an RV and had a fantastic time with it. How fun. So that's sort of the, uh, the, the, the quick story of, of how we got started. Oh, cool. Awesome. So um, one of our followers from Facebook wanted us to ask a question for her. She wanted to know if you're going to expand to high school, and if so, um, will you be accredited? Uh, we do plan on expanding to high school. Uh, we don't have a time frame for that yet. Um, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be developing all of our time frame um, for future development this coming fall once we get past the summer, the summer season. Um, as far as the accreditation, we get the accreditation question a lot. Do you? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we do. And the, the, it, it's, it, it stems primarily from, um, a little bit of confusion around what accreditation is because yeah. a curriculum can't be accredited. That's what um, we were in order thinking. To be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In order to be accredited, you have to be a school. Right. And, um, and so, so you have to provide teaching services and schools and, um, so, so we we ourselves will not be accredited. Um, we are used by a number of accredited schools ah. that take our curriculum and combine teaching services with it, and and and, and follow up through that process. But right, yeah, that's what Becky so, and I were talking ahead of time, and she was like, "Wait, don't isn't that don't you have to be a school?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't yeah, know." Yeah, <laughs> and you and you do. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people what they want to know too with with the accreditation. I mean, they they want to make sure that. Their kids are learning what they're supposed to be learning, right? And um, you know, so we, we do base our curriculum on on state national standards, and so you're, we're covering the items that need to be covered. We're covering the things that that an accredited school would cover, um, but as a curriculum, we're just not accredited. Right? Okay. Did you are you guys in line with Common Core then, or just yeah, we people do, will ask. We, <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's sort of a it's sort of a trick question at this point. I think yeah, yeah. there's a lot of 
there's, 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 a, there's a lot of, of it, yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, I, I think, misunderstanding on both sides regarding the Common Core. Right. Um, the, and and having having looked at the Common Core, and we do we do cover the Common Core. Uh-huh. Um, but having having looked at it, it's it's interesting because the standards themselves, and I, I've looked at the standards from a number of different states, and the mm-hmm. the standards themselves are actually really good. Um, they're better they're better than what most states have, and and most people don't really dispute that. But the um, what what there's a big political agenda around it, and that's yeah. where I think a lot of it comes in. So we we cover we we do cover the standards. I I wouldn't want to use a curriculum that actually didn't. Right. But yeah, and we don't we don't actually write our curriculum to cover it. Right. But we do cover it if that makes any right. sense. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call that? Coincidentally aligned with Common Core. Yeah. It's like your stuff already yeah, covers but it, all of that stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. But and it's it's a little more than a coincidence because we, I mean, state standards are a great place to start uh-huh. for for curriculum development. And and what we used to do um, when when we first started, when Common Core was not in existence, is we actually took the um, we took the standards of three states that we knew um, had really great standards. Um, we we used uh, North Carolina, Texas, and California. Um, all three of those states um, have really strong standards. We actually feel that the ones in, in North Carolina were among the best, but the other the others are, are great as well. Uh-huh. And we would use those standards. That, so using the three of those, you make sure that you cover and you know get really good coverage of the standards. And so that's why you know once Common Core came out, it was really a no brainer. We just yeah. we covered it already. <laughs> so, what educational philosophy does Moving Beyond the Page follow, if any? Yeah, we we follow a a um, a philosophy called constructivism. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot of philosophies out there in in homeschooling. Um, I don't know of any that are claiming constructivism other than us at this at this point. But it's really it's um, with constructivism, we believe that children need to um, learn by creating and generating the knowledge themselves. So they don't just passively receive information, but they actively do what they're learning. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of projects, a lot of activities. Um, when you're learning about something, you're going to go in and you're going to actually do something where you, where you follow through and, and, and create something and create meaning from what you're doing by, by being involved and engaged in it. Um, so that's really the um, that that's that's the model of constructivism. We also, you know, we we really believe that that kids, even at a young age, are able to think critically and think creatively about topics, and uh, you know, something that that provides a lot of differences between us and and some of some other uh, of the curriculum philosophies that are out there. But you know, we we really try to get kids early on and all the way through really thinking critically and creatively, being actively involved and engaged in hands-on learning. So constructivism is the uh, is the the primary educational philosophy. Great. Excellent. And since many of our listeners are secular homeschoolers like ourselves, can you tell us is there any religious content in Moving Beyond the Page? Yeah, this and this is a um this is this is a fun topic. Whenever I get a phone call and 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 I get a phone call from somebody, because I, I generally, at least at this point, I'm still answering most of the phone phone calls that come in. And somebody asks if there's if if there's any religious content or secular content. I I, I my first impulse is to try to find out what direction they're coming from so I can yeah. say it right. But yeah. <laughs> but but then you know but what. Um, with with the secular and religious content, we um, we do not have any religious content in the curriculum, and um, you know there we have there's a lot of reasons for that, and 
I, I have to say that it was sort of one of those um, decisions that we didn't we didn't give. It was sort of a no brainer decision for us not mm. to not to include religious content, and it was one that had a bigger impact on the future of our company than than we ever could have foreseen. Um, at the time when we were deciding it, Kim, you know, Kim's background, she's been developing curriculum for public schools. She's been, you know, developing curriculum for, for gifted programs and writing curriculum. And, um, for her, she'd never written curriculum with religious content anyway. And, and so it really didn't line up with her skill set. Uh, and then, and we looked around and, and we, 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 you know, from a marketing perspective, I wasn't comfortable, um, marketing my spirituality i don't know if that makes sense yes um so you know and just because you know our spirituality won't really line up with others and then another big reason is that we we really want to have a strong science program and Mm -hmm. um unfortunately those are oftentimes not um those don't line up well with a with a religious curriculum at all so um so yeah so 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 having a strong science program and just really not having the background in it, we decided not to do that. Um, and so, um, and, and what that did for us from a business perspective was it, and we had no, we had no idea that this segment of the market even existed, but it opened our business up to being used by, um, schools, um, oh. primarily at this point out West, uh, California, Washington, Alaska, Idaho, states like that, where, um, school districts will, purchase curriculum for homeschoolers and then provide um, a lot of, of oversight and teaching services along with that. Are, are, you guys are involved in some of those in California, right? Um, well, we, we are with a charter school out here, but... Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so something, something we had no idea that market even existed. So sort of a, a decision that we made just because it, it made sense for us on a number of different levels ended up you know, just opening up a really big market for us. That's wonderful. Awesome. So you you did mention a little bit about what makes moving beyond the page different from other homeschool curriculums. Is there any is there anything else you want to expand on with that? Yeah, the um, you know one of the things that that makes moving beyond the page different, um, and and this is something not just different from homeschool curriculum, but different from any other curriculum that I've I've ever ever seen, mm-hmm. is uh, we integrate our subjects all the way from um, you know from from preschool up through middle school. Um, we integrate the content in our curriculum, um, so so you're not just going to um, learn about social studies or learn about a, a subject in science um, by itself. You're going to learn about it, but you're also going to be reading stories about that same subject and same topic in language arts. And so so you learn you learn not just you know the facts and the figures of homes of of history while you're homeschooling, mm-hmm. but you also are going to learn um, you know. To, to connect with a with a a person on an emotional level through a story that's experiencing that that situation. So, right. you know, if you're studying immigration and you're learning all these dates and which countries came over at which times, and and it's great to learn that. But then when you read a story about a girl who immigrates from from Germany um, during World War One, it, it really you know it really lets you connect on an emotional level okay. at, at a way that you just don't get. Um, Without without integrating those, those those subjects together, oh yeah. yeah there there was a um, it's a really good story on this one. Um, there was a lady that that I had talked to, and this, this was a couple of years ago at this point. Um, but it was after the um, it was after that that um, earthquake over in Japan, mm-hmm. 
and um, it had with the, with the the nuclear meltdown and everything that was oh, going right. on. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, after that earthquake and the subsequent tsunami, um, this this family that they had just gone through our age eight to ten level, and, and there's an Asia unit in that level. Mm-hmm. And she asked her daughter. She said, "She said, you know, what what do you remember about Japan?" And and her daughter immediately said, "I don't really remember." And she's like, "You know, we we finished an Asia unit a couple of months ago. You know, you should remember something about Japan." And she's like, "Oh, I don't really remember." And then she said, "Wait a minute, that's where Sadako is from because she read the book Sadako and the Thousand Oh Paper yeah, Cranes. yep. Mm-hmm. And that and that and that one little connection that that because she connected emotionally. That sort of got her off, and she was able to remember and, and discuss a lot of the different things about their culture and about the country that she would not have remembered otherwise. So it really, it really helps, and it's you know this, it's really how the world is. The, the subjects aren't aren't isolated. Yeah. Um, when you get out into the real world. Oh sure, yeah. absolutely. So um, the uh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was—I was just going to say. Also, um, one of the, the the other things that, and I, I touched on this uh, briefly, but um, you know, mo- most homeschooling curriculum that we found it, it covers a lot of facts and figures, yeah. And they don't. What they don't cover is a lot of creativity and a lot of higher level thinking skills. And I, I've never seen anything that that even comes close to rivaling moving beyond the page in this respect. Getting mm-hmm. kids. Um, you know, thinking creatively and thinking critically about things, not, not just memorizing something, but being able to, uh, to take it and analyze it and, and, and do something with it. Right. Uh, you know, I really feel that, that the, these are the tools that are going to set kids apart in the workforce because the, mm-hmm. the, the, the skills of, uh, you know, low level skills, memorization, things that don't require a lot of thinking, th- those are um, quickly being outsourced or automated and, and done away with, but being able to come up with ideas and analyze situations, being able to communicate intelligently, um, you know, th- those are the things that are really going to, um, you know, help set kids apart. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the structure of Moving Beyond the Page, like how it's designed to be used, what makes it fun, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's, um, the, the structure changes as you go through the years, but it, it, there's, a, there's a similarity to it all. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that that the subjects are all tied in together. Um, in the mm-hmm. in the first three levels, the younger three levels, um, we cover all of the subjects through one lesson each day. Mm-hmm. So as you go through, um, as you go through one lesson, you're going to see you're going some of the activities are going to be based on language arts. Some will cover math. Some will cover science and social studies. Um, but you just have to do that one lesson each day. Um, when you get into the older levels, you'll end up doing two le- two lessons each day. Uh, one in language arts. And then one in um, either science or social studies, and so and that, that's that's sort of how we do a lot of the integration at that level is all on a on a on a topic topical basis. So when you when you study sound in science, you're reading a story about Helen Keller, uh, mm-hmm. and you know learn about life without sound in language arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the, and so that's sort of how we tie those subjects together and help kids draw those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that that really, I, I mean, I think that that helps make it fun is a lot of the hands-on activities. Mm. Um, you know, we we do a lot of projects. Um, we 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 don't just give kids, you know, worksheets that they have to finish the worksheets and and that have no relevance to their life, um, but they have to do them because we tell them to. So they're they're basically you know doing low-level clerical work all day long, and that's not what we want. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> We, we want we want we want our kids to be engaged and thinking and coming up with new ideas 
Um, there's a lot of acting out and presentations, and so um, you know each of our each of our three week units ends in a final project, mm-hmm. and um, you know oftentimes these are going to be uh, presentations that they're going to give, or, or a presentation will be a part of the final project, mm-hmm. and you know getting kids involved like that really really helps out a lot. I was going to say I remember Danielle. Uh, you specifically mentioned the Asia unit. And I remember Danielle making the travel brochure at the end of that unit. Yes. Yes, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so you mentioned that your wife's background is in education. What is the background and experience of the other Moving Beyond the Page authors? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question, uh, and it's something that that we feel really really helps to set Moving Beyond the Page apart as well. Um, one, so something about um, a couple of things about Kim that 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 I'll mention, and and I'll, maybe <laughs> hopefully she's okay with me doing this. On yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but Kim, Kim is a she, she's a very private person. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's not even on Facebook. She she likes she she likes to, uh, you know she she's not private with her friends, but she's private in, in public. She doesn't want a public persona, mm-hmm. um, and and she wants moving beyond the page to stand on its own and she, and, and not on her merits as a homeschool mom. Ah. She wants the the curriculum to stand as quality good curriculum, and so because of that, uh, you know we we are very selective with our authors. Um, right. What we've done with our authors is, um, a- as much as possible, um, we use homeschoolers for, and actually, and, and um, to this point, they've all been homeschool moms, but we use homeschool moms that are highly qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, we, our, our primary social studies writer, um, for most of the upper levels of, of the curriculum, um, has a PhD with an emphasis in American history and, and just, I mean, very, very, um, uh, very well educated, very well spoken. I mean, she really knows what she's talking about and has a real passion for homeschooling and she, and she homeschools her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so very well educated, but also homeschooling. Um, we have uh, another writer that, that, that wrote for us for a while is no longer doing so, but, but, you know, she has experience at Scholastic and in, in, in writing curriculum, very, very accomplished. Our editor, um, which she, she both edits and writes, uh, units for us is, uh, hands down the best editor anywhere around, mm-hmm. but she's also a homeschool mom, um, has, I, I believe a, a master, his master's of arts. Um, I believe it's, believe it's in literature, but I'm, I'm not sure about that, mm-hmm. um, off the top of my head, but very great editor and, and very accomplished again. She's as, as good as it gets in, in her role. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then Kim, Kim in her role, she, she was a consultant at UNC. She's written curriculum and, and gone through training. She has a master's in gifted education. So a very, a, a very accomplished group of authors. Sounds like it. Awesome. Um, so I have to ask this question because as I have mentioned before, um, Danielle and I are starting, I believe our fifth year with moving beyond the page and Jack Jack is starting his second year. And, um, I was curious as how you choose the books or the novels that you use because I love so many of them. I mean, <laughs> so many of them I decided I'm going to go ahead and read along with her because they're books that I didn't read when I was younger. Um, specifically, I remember The Witch of Blackbird Pond. Um, I stole it from her one yeah. day and read it that night. <laughs> I could uh, know yes. what was going on because I was so interested. And then this coming year, we're going to be reading The Giver and the and Number of the Stars, and I'm I'm super excited about that. So, can you tell us a little bit about the how you choose the books and novels that you use? 
Yeah, we, we have a fantastic book selection, as you mentioned. Uh, the, the, what, what we do with our curriculum, and it's, it's literature-based um, in, in language arts and, and in the science and social studies. Um, so uh, in the language arts, what we try to do, we're, we're always trying to tie it in with a subject. So we're looking at, we're looking at a science or social studies topic, and we're trying to do a tie-in um, with, with that topic. So that, that's the first thing that sort of narrows down the field. Um, we, we try as we as we map we map out the year ahead of time for which books we're going to cover, and we do try to cover a number of different genres. Um, mm-hmm. So you know we always try to cover uh, you know every year. Sh- I, I believe every year has a biography. There's some poetry. Um, we'll look at fantasy, uh, historical fiction, realistic fiction. So we try to cover a number of different genres um, in in the books, and then and we also try to look at a lot of award winning books. Um, you know after that. You know, we're looking for good stories. We're we're looking at to whether they have a lesson, you know, some some lesson worth learning, and an example of quality writing because a lot of our our writing components stem from the the the, the reading of the book, and so we want kids to be able to emulate, and we provide examples for them to emulate. We want them to emulate good writing, and the best way to start there is to to actually you know start with good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a number of books that are now movies. Oh, wow. uh, and and I have to tell you that that um, we chose the books before they were movies. <laughs> uh, it's not a joke. We 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 did uh, Hugo, Hugo. Uh, the oh, book right. thief. Yeah, the, it's a uh, yeah the the invention was the invention of of Hugo Cabret. Hugo Cabret. And the Giver um, is the, actually a movie too now. <laughs> the Giver's coming out. Yep. Um, the book thief came out after we had it in our curriculum. Um, <laughs> the Hobbit came out after we had it in the curriculum. So there, there's been a number of. Uh, it's really been fun seeing seeing these movies come out. So whenever we we pick a, a the Hollywood is watching us. I think <laughs> we so uh, we they, use the film as a reward after you finish reading the book. Then we get to watch the movie together. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Very and nice. Discuss the differences too. There's always big differences. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, another interesting thing, we, uh, I, I saw this article, or it was a, not an article, it was a video recently, and they were talking about this thing, it was called the, um, the, the Bechtel test. Yes. And it, and it's not something that we used, um, that we used in our curriculum, but the Bechtel test is, it, but we went back and analyzed to see sort of how we line up, and basically, what the Bechtel test is, is it looks at gender bias in books. And so, and the test is really simple. They go through and they say, are there at least two women that speak to each other about something other than a man? Yep. Yeah, and, there you go. And, uh, and, and, you know, in, in our curriculum, um, we felt really good about, you know, you know, and, and again, we didn't, cho- we, we didn't even know about that until like last year. And so we didn't, we, we never chose based on that, but uh, we were very happy that, that we were able to provide a great list of books that really speaks not just to to boys but also some some really strong girl roles in there as well um so really giving girls something that they can look at as well that you know shows you know a good a, a good view of women and and what they can accomplish and what they can do hmm. wonderful so Becky already knows what's in the materials kit because she's getting it all the time. <laughs> but I haven't, and I know probably many of our listeners haven't. So what is included in your materials kit? Yeah, our materials kits are basically what we're trying to do is make the um, the implementation of a hands-on curriculum just a little bit easier. Uh, and, and we started doing the, the materials kits, we started doing them late, 
I believe the first ones we did were in the 10 to 12 level. We now have some in the 8 to 10 and 9 to 11 as well. Um, but basically what we're trying to do is anything that you might not have around the house or mm-hmm. if you would have to buy it in bulk. Right. That, that's sort of generally speaking, that's going to be our, um, our criteria for it. Um, so we, we don't include anything that's food-based or something, you know, if, if it calls for Tupperware or some, or some bowls, we, unless it's a specific kind of bowl, mm-hmm. we, we don't include things like that. Um, but um, but if, if it is specific or if you'd have to buy it in bulk, then we try to include those. So um, there's like, you know, there's ones that, that have, you know, all kinds of, you know, different types of magnets and rubber bands and things to yep. do all the different the different tests for. Mm-hmm. And we just we just base them on the materials list for each of the units. And we're going back through as well. And we are adding more um, to the lower levels as well. There's a couple units that have that do require a lot of um a lot of different materials, and so we're going to go back and, and be adding some of the lower levels, um, getting them some, some materials kits as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in some of the in some of the older levels, like the the ten to twelve level, there's a lot of chemistry. Um, one of my favorite kits has um, the final project is is this um, mystery material. So that, so you go through this unit and you're learning about all these different you know t- learning about metals and metalloids and all these different types of materials and you learn how to do tests to figure out what you're looking at and so then we give them four different materials and they have to perform all of these tests. There's like a carbon rod and some silicone and some bismuth and they have to tell whether it's a metalloid or a metal and you know get, to tell what type of material it is. So sometimes they're they're really unique items like that. Sometimes it's going to be you know, just, you know, magnets and rubber bands. But, um, you know, the thing about the kits, too, that I think is really important is, you know, we don't mark the kits up very much. We, we try to make the kits, you know, very, very affordable. I, I don't think I don't think that um, that a family would would be better off at all trying to duplicate the materials kits because we keep the price on them really low to make the curriculum easier to implement. Mm hmm. And, and I think I uh, jumping in here as someone who has used the material kits a few times, I, I love the fact that that everything is is marked. There's a like if you're on lesson one and you need a piece of string and a magnet and a paperclip, there is a baggie in there that's marked lesson one with a piece of string, a paperclip, and a magnet in it. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, anything that can take uh, take some of the, the thought processes out of my hands. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> it's a good thing. And and when I first opened that first materials kit, I was shocked at at, at how like everything really is there. I mean, like yes, I have paper clips around the house, but sometimes I got to hunt for them. You know, they're not always right at my yeah. fingertips. But this baggie has a paper clip right in it, <laughs> and and it's yes. marked exactly what lesson, what level, so I know which kit it's for, and I know exactly when I need to use it. They are fantastic. Awesome! Wonderful. Thanks so much. so for somebody who is just learning about moving beyond the page and visiting your website for the first time what kind of advice would you give them to help you have a lot of information on that website (laughs) i was just looking through it last night and i'm like wow so much (laughs) so much info so what would you give them for advice to you know how to maneuver the website what do they need to know getting started yeah if you're just getting to our website um the the um the curriculum tab is a great place to start to learn about each of the different age levels. And what, what we do in there to, to help with that is when you, you know, choose one of our age levels, you click on curriculum, 
choose one of our age levels, and then we have these videos these, that that are that are in there that will walk you through what each of these years look like. And it includes examples of the, the books, examples of the student activity pages. You may recognize the voice doing the voiceover. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I, I, I get that a lot when people will, will call. I, I also answer the phone a lot. And so sometimes I'll answer the phone and, the, and they'll, 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 there'll be this pause on the other end and they'll say, wait a minute, are you, are you the same voice on the voiceover? <laughs> but uh, so, so the... Um, so, so those are a great place to start um, because they, they, they will tell you what, what your year is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're looking and you're, you're a bit more serious about the curriculum, um, you know, the, of course, the, there's the purchase tab where you can go in. And there, there's also you can access the videos in there. And you can also look at something called uh, we have a getting started section. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, technically, this is going to be for a, um, a family when they actually receive the curriculum in the mail and they have, uh, and you know, so they're sitting there with with all these books all over the floor, and we walk you through how how to go, how to structure the curriculum, how to go through it, because right. at first it can be a little bit intimidating. We're not structured like other curriculum are structured, but once you understand what to do, it's really very simple. And so that's what we sort of walk through um, walk through in those getting started videos. Um, we also have a, a blog section on there as well, and what you can do on there is is that's where you want to go if you just want to find out how how do we think and what do we think about about education, what do we think about curriculum, what do we think about you know anything related to homeschooling. We, we'll, we're going to be writing and have been writing um, articles on there that sort of really go into great details to what what it is that that we believe and why we're doing what we're doing. Awesome! Awesome. Well, I think that was everything we wanted to ask. Um, so if people have questions about Moving Beyond the Page, what's the best way to reach you? Um, it, the best way to reach us, you can either either send an email or give us a phone call. Our, our email address is info at movingbeyondthepage.com. And uh, our phone number, uh, do, do you want me to give that on um, here? Yes, you can. And we'll definitely make sure that those get into the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah, our, our phone number is 919-351-9687. And okay. for right now, I'm the one that's going to be answering the phone, but on Monday, we're actually hiring a, a new director of customer relations. And so we'll be sort of working uh, Vicky into that role as well. Oh. And uh, and so she'll be working with uh, with our homeschool customers as well as working with a lot of the schools that we work with, sort of you know developing relationships with them as well. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today, Keith. I had such a great time talking to you. Um, yes. And as I've said before, I am a huge fan of Moving Beyond the Page. My children <laughs> love it. I love it. And um, we look forward to using it for many years to come. Yes, oh, great. Well, Becky, so Tina, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So we hope that you enjoyed our interview with Keith Howe of Moving Beyond the Page. We had a lot of fun talking with him and learned a lot of really interesting stuff, I think. I think it's I always think it's fascinating to find out how companies like that get started. So that Agreed. Was really, really interesting, I think. And um, hopefully some of you guys will check it out because, uh, as Becky can vouch for, it's an excellent curriculum. Yes. Be- Becky loves it, apparently. So, <laughs> Well, I've been using it for five years. So you must. <laughs> I must, yes. <laughs> so, Tina, what have you guys been reading? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we actually didn't have any books out. Um, I had to wait until I 
finally got around to ordering books and they finally got around to coming in. But finally, <laughs> um, some books came in for Maven and Tieran. So Maven is in the middle of reading, again, for the second time, Dragon Slippers by Jessica Day George. She read that two years ago, I think, according to Goodreads. Um, she read it in 2012. So she decided she wanted to read that again. So got that. Um, I found a book at the library for Tieran called The Wiz Pop chocolate shop that looks really cute that he that says he wants cute. to read um and it's actually kind of an adventure too it doesn't sound like it would be an adventure but it is <laughs> and um that's by kate saunders and he hasn't started that yet but he told me when i brought him a couple of different books to choose from while he's waiting for the second book in the grimoire series um to come in from the library um that was what he chose and together we finished the miss bianca Number two, it's called Miss Bianca of the Miss Bianca series by Marjorie Sharp. And then instead of going into three, which I actually still, this was a book that I actually own. It's on my shelf. Um, not so easy to find at the library because they're really old. Mm. So instead of going into three and continuing through the whole series, I didn't really feel like it's a really cute series. But I was like, I want to do something new. We haven't done anything new in a while. So I went to the library. This is the day that I went to the library and I found this book on the shelf called The Far Walker's Quest by Johnny I don't know if it's Johnny or Joni. I always pronounce J-O-N-I as Johnny. So I'm going to say Johnny Sensel. And um, really, it looks like a really cute book. We just started it. We've read a few, just like maybe three or four chapters in it so far. And um, and I got the second one as well. So we'll see how that goes. So far, so good. Uh, me, I'm not listening to anything currently. I actually have unplugged recently from my headphones. I've actually found them to be too distracting through... <laughs> This whole idea of me trying to do more single tasking, not all the time because I still need to, there's things that I, I can totally multitask, no problem. But I felt like, I don't know, I just, I haven't been wanting to, like really a lot of it has to do with I've been wanting to think more like about the planning for the homeschool and I, I can't think when I'm thinking, uh, listening to something else. Oh, right, so yeah. I stopped listening to books and I stopped listening to, well, I still plug in a little bit to some podcasts here and there, but they seem to have slowed down too, so that was really nice because it's they're not piling up. My podcasts seem to be taking a little bit of a summer. Some of them are taking some summer hiatus, so that has made it easier for me because I don't see that list growing and growing. Right, right, all those little red dots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, so I've 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 not been. I actually haven't wanted to listen to any books or um, podcasts lately, so I'm taking a little bit of a break. I'll probably. Get another one soon. Maybe by the next episode, I'll have something that I'm listening to. But I wanted to take a little break. So what have you guys been reading? Well, um, Danny has been reading Minecraft, the Hero Brian series, which are Kindle-only books. They're only like 15 pages each. They're really, really super short. Uh Um, But she likes them. And there's five of them. She powered through the first two. And then um, the other day, I put out a call asking for... um, suggestions um, because she's sort of stuck now in between books and I think we've been in between books long enough now and it's time to move on and I got a lot of really good suggestions and um, she tried uh, Mrs. Peregrine's um, Home for Peculiar Children but it was too creepy Oh yeah. so um, I filled her Kindle up basically with um, books for her to try 
I figure, you know, because their Kindle books are free, so it's not even like it's a big deal. Um, she can read the first par- or the first chapter, and if she hates it, oh well, you know. Yeah. And um, if she likes it, then cool, we've got the book. So I put five or six of them on her Kindle the other night, and I'm, and she just tried Miss, Mrs. Peregrine, and she didn't like it. And um, so we'll see what else she tries and what she likes. So for the moment, she is deciding on a new book uh, slash series. Um, Jack... Um, has been reading, well, I've been reading to him, Secret Agent Jack Stallward, The Mystery of the Mona Lisa by Elizabeth Singer Hunt. That's the third book in the Jack Stallward um, series. And then um, he and I are going to be starting The Coming Storm by Rob Kidd, which is the first book in the Jack Sparrow Pirates of the Caribbean series. Ah. And it's a young Jack Sparrow. Those are the ones that were recommended by um, Caroline. Mm. And um, so I thought we would try that because I'm kind of getting a little antsy about the... I don't like formulaic books, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't like books that are like every time you read it, it's it's a different setting and whatever, but it's always A, B, C, and D. Yeah. And so uh, I need to move away from Secret Agent Jack Stallward because <laughs> it's sort of getting that way now. He's yeah. got, there's a couple more books in that series, but thankfully it's the kind of series you can set down and then pick it back up later and you won't have lost anything. Right. So we're looking forward to um, the new Jack Sparrow book. And then me, because I've been having to elevate my foot, which means um, not a lot of running around, um, I read The Heart-Shaped Box by Joe Hill, Lock and Key Number 1 by Joe Hill, Nosferatu by Joe Hill. Uh, And if you're sensing a pattern there, there is. (laughs) I am slowly working my way through all of Joe Hill's books. Did you get to Horns? I finished Horns. Ah, cool. Did I, I just for- saw the preview. Did I forget to add Horns to the list last week? Uh-huh. Uh, no, he was. it was in the last episode um, oh. that you were going to read it. Yes, okay. But you so, never said if you read it. Yes, I finished Horns <laughs> as well, <laughs> also by Joe Hill. Um, and yeah, did you did you watch the... I watched the preview. I just stumbled across it. It was in my feed from somebody. It was me! It. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, I might have to read that because I like... Uh, I'm, I'm, I definitely have to see the movie, <laughs> and I'm thinking I probably should read the movie. I don't know too. how Is much you, I, I loved it, but I don't know how much you'll like it. It's not your style, really. But yeah. try it. What's I the think, worst that could happen? You hated Hitchhiker's like Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, well, I hate it, but I disliked it. Yes, you disliked it. Yes, <laughs> I disliked The Hobbit. I dislike. Yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> different when it comes to books. And then this evening, because I'm not quite done with Nosferatu. Um, and by the way, Nosferatu is um, spelled like a license plate. It's yeah, N-O- I love that. <laughs> it's N O S four A two. I would not have figured out how to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, hopefully I will have that done uh, in the next little bit. And I will be starting Mr. Mercedes by Stephen King, which technically is not a combo breaker because Stephen King is Joe Hill's father. Oh, (laughs) that's right. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I didn't know it. And okay, so now now that I've read a bunch of Joe Hill books, Mm -hmm. I can honestly say his writing style is very similar to Stephen King. Mm -hmm. And um, but it's like pre-accident Stephen King. Like Stephen King aficionados will know that the books written after his big accident are different Mm -hmm. than the books written before. And the Mm -hmm. Joe Hill books are definitely much more like pre-accident Stephen King. Okay. How are his books different? um, uh, The the writing style seems to have changed some. And it's like, especially like Mr. Mercedes, there's very little paranormal in it from what I understand. It's more the evil that men do as opposed to the evil that, you know, is lurking in the dark. I'm more of an evil lurking in the dark kind of gal, but um, because I am a huge Stephen King fan in that I have literally read everything he has ever written, including like his short stories and like Ur and all those kinds of things. He actually has a book called Ur. And 
uh, I will read whatever he writes. But it doesn't mean that I like all of it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah. Joe Hill, I, I, I am loving his work, uh, obviously, as I am powering all, through all of it. Unfortunately, he hasn't written that much. I need him to write more books. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of books, if you're planning on purchasing any of the books that we mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Kerclick, and more. It won't cost you anything extra and it helps support the show so tina what's your link of the week so i just today saw posted somewhere well, i don't remember where on facebook <laughs> about this new show on amazon now you do have to have as far as i can tell it looks like you do have to have a prime membership but i know a lot of our followers do have prime um on amazon a lot of homeschoolers do because there's a lot of really good shows on there so those of you that have amazon prime Go to uh, go check out um, the show Androids. It's A N N E, like a girl's name, and all one word: Droids. D R O I D S. And just search for that, and it'll come right up. And there's seven episodes so far, and this is an, a show that's actually made for Amazon Prime. And you know, same as those made for Netflix and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know Amazon did this too, but apparently they do. And it's really cute. <laughs> I am putting the link in the show notes to the write-up by the scientific mom, which is the person. Actually, I don't. I don't know if I if I saw a post by her or if it was somebody that linked to her post. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, just a tiny little bit here. It um, I will read that says androids. Focuses around a little girl, Anne, who is an engineer, hacker, tinkerer, and scientist extraordinaire. She has built a, a fantastic laboratory in her yard, and she also has an engineering bay, safe lab zone, and several experiment areas. And they're all monitored and guarded by the robots and androids she has built. Think Bill Nye the Science Guy's lab space, but built and operated by kids. It's really cute. We've only watched one episode so far, but I actually expected it to be... Like similar to Popular Mechanics for Kids and um, what's the other one? Psy Psy Girls. Oh yeah, Psy called? Girls. Psy Girls, like where it's a nonfiction thing. It's not. It's fictional. It's a story. It's these fictional characters, but the stuff that they're doing is all science. <laughs> mm. So it's really cute and it's really well made. the The robots are really impressive. There's well, sorry, I I say robots. The guy in the show keeps saying robots, and the girl keeps saying it's an android. What's the <laughs> difference between an android and a robot? And she goes in and explains what the difference is, and it's really cute so anyway highly recommend it it's really cute very educational and hopefully they will continue and make more seasons because uh i don't know if this is, if the seven episodes is a full season or not but hopefully it'll continue because it's brand new it's from from what i can tell and or fairly new and um it's really really cute so another great thing to watch um to get your kids into it into or get your kids more fired up about science very cool yeah, so what do you have for us? Well, sticking with the Amazon theme, <laughs> I have discovered Amazon Unlimited. Now, it is a subscription service. It's $9.99 a month. And people are like, well, why would I pay $9.99 a month? Well, the reason <laughs> is because they have, not all of them, but many of them have audiobooks paired with the novel. And the reason this is cool, well, there's cool for actually two reasons the first reason is you can listen to it for a while like say while you're doing the dishes or something and then you can sit down with your ipad or your or your kindle or your kindle app or whatever and the book is automatically synced to where you left off on the audiobook that's so cool 
Right. But the other thing that's really awesome about it is if you have a kid that is working on reading and needs some help, they can sit and have the audio, the book open in front of them and listening to the audio book, following along with the book, you know, the written word, and uh-huh. it automatically turns the pages. Oh, my gosh. To keep up with the audio book. Wait, so you have the audiobook playing from your phone or whatever, or from no, your Kindle. From your Kindle. From your Kindle while you're reading the book? Uh-huh. That's so cool. <laughs> I would think that would be like two separate apps. Right. It's not. It's all one app. And then also, like, if you if you sit down and read the book for a while on your Kindle and then you pick up the audiobook again, the audiobook starts playing right where you left off. Not the exact word, but the page oh, where wow. you left off. Obviously, it doesn't know the exact word you left off on because that would just be a miracle. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of awesome. Wow. Plus, I'm excited because it has many of the books that Danny needs for language arts this year. And it's got all the Harry Potter books, all the Lord of the Rings books, oh. all that kind of thing. So, stuff that's sometimes difficult to get a hold of in an ebook format. And there's always a, a long wait at the library for these books. Uh-huh. And um, it is truly unlimited. At this moment, between Danny and I, we have eight books checked out from oh, wow. Amazon. Yeah, I've, I'm doing the 30-day trial. I have a reminder set to myself to say, okay, so if this was worth it, then keep it. But if it wasn't worth it, make sure you cancel it by this date. Right. And so far, it really does seem like it's going to be worth it because um, it really has a ton, a ton of stuff. And you're, you're not time-limited like you are at the library. Oh, that's nice. You can check it out, and you just keep it as long as you need it to finish it, and then you return it. So um, it's kind of awesome, and I'm really enjoying it. And I will update you guys again, um, you know, when I get closer to the end of my free month and let you know how it's working out for us because um, so far I'm really enjoying it. But who knows? You know, it could be just like the newness thing. Yeah. Um, Now, is this just – this is probably just for people who actually have a real Kindle, not like the Kindle app on my iPhone, right? No, you can use the Kindle app on your iPhone. I use the Kindle app. Really? Yeah, I use the Kindle app on my iPad. Um, Danielle and Danielle, I the books that have pictures, like I I checked out some drawing books for her. Those I sent to her Kindle Fire, but she also has a Kindle Reader, and so like the actual book books I send to her Reader. So it works with a Kindle Fire, with a regular Kindle. It works with iPad, iPhone. Wow. I suppose there's an Android version of the Kindle app. I'm not quite sure what sort of things that would be on, but if you have sure. an Android version of it, it works any Kindle app, any Kindle. 10 bucks a month. What a cool deal. 10 bucks. And then right now they have 600,000 books, but not all of those are pe- paired with audiobooks. Right. You can actually go in and search. And the, what you're looking for is the books that have WhisperSync. Mm. WhisperSync is the thing that syncs the audiobooks with the with the actual written books. Um, and it's, I was showing it to Dean, and he was just super impressed. It, 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 he was watch, I was just holding it in my hand, and he was watching it turn the pages. And he was like, it turns the pages? I'm like, yeah, it actually turns the pages for you. you follow along. Or, or so, that, you know, so if you like to listen to audiobooks and you like to read books, but you don't like to have two different books going at the same time, because not everybody can juggle four or five books right. like I do, yeah. um, it it actually is kind of cool because you can listen to it when you want to listen to it and you can read it when you want to read it and they stay in sync. Very cool. And it also syncs across devices. Oh, so wow. So if, <laughs> if you have the book loaded on your phone and on your iPad or on your Kindle, it'll sync between all of the devices as well. 
I love technology. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I was just thinking. Technology is so awesome. And and it's yeah. like, you know, when I first heard Kindle was making a Netflix for books, I was like, well, isn't that the library? And then yeah, I started right. actually like messing with it. And I was like, this, I love my library. Don't get me wrong. And I will still continue to use my library a great deal. But this is awesome. Oh, heck yeah. And big, much bigger selection for the for the digital reading and listening too because our library doesn't have a very huge selection for the digital and there's always a wait list for everything yeah you know and i mean i love the library but the way that digital books are handled at the library level right now is really not good you know you buy a license and you're allowed to check out two copies of the book or three copies of the book and that's it even though it's an e-book which means there's no physical thing involved yeah yeah the way they have the library's hands tied and only lets them check out certain ones, you end up with really long waits. And the problem is that if I have a really long wait for Danielle in between books, she loses interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see that. This way I don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, I literally was able to put six books on her Kindle in about 20 minutes the other night. Nice. Yeah. I wish Maven would read digital, but she won't. She has to have the book, which is fine. I actually prefer holding the book too, but... But it is nice. There are times when I am in between books for the kids, and I don't mind reading from a digital book to them aloud at night to be able yeah. to dip into a book, at, at you know, because I have much bigger selection there, and uh, and just to be able to immediately grab one. Exactly. I like, that. I like that idea. That's very cool. And then actually, it's easier because then I can turn off the lights and read to them even. Well, yeah, and if you're reading like something like Harry Potter and everything, your wrists will thank you the next. Oh, I know, right. That was a hard one to read aloud, let me tell you. I remember, well, those, I should say, all seven of them, especially yeah. the last ones. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm a firm supporter of books and everything, but as I'm getting older and I'm going blinder, <laughs> I, I love e-books because I can make the text as big as I yeah, need Yeah, I it. can see that. And, yeah. um, well, like, I've got the large, large print version of Stephen King's Mr. Mercedes, but then... The book is huge and it's heavy and it's like, like my iPad, I can just prop it on my legs and I I literally can turn pages with my thumb, you know? Yeah. It's, it makes it so I can read longer. Right. Right. I like the aspect of being able to read in the dark. I do still prefer a physical book in my hand, but I can definitely see uh, the benefits of being able to read in the dark is nice because I don't, I, when I'm trying to read a book in the dark at night, sometimes I'm holding my phone flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, this is this kind of sucks. <laughs> like, and those little, I never get, I never, I always lose those little, those little book lights, lights. Book yeah. lights. I always lose them, and they rarely work right. And yeah, <laughs> I like the being able to, because I like to do something on my phone before I go to sleep. It doesn't affect my sleep. I actually sleep fine um, most of the time anyway. So I like to actually have my phone. So the idea of being able to have a a digital book. Anytime. Uh, audio. I like that you can get unlimited audio. Now, do they have a lot of, like, do they have a big selection of audiobooks? You know, there- I I didn't poke around in the audiobooks as much because I was more interested in the audiobooks that were synced with the book books. But th- I was going to say, don't they own Audible? They do own Audible. And so- I was reading that you, ca- that you get um, after your, um, I, at some point you get, audible credits but i don't know how true that is so i don't want to you know say this is for sure yeah that's really interesting because it's 15 dollars a credit on audible and they're doing 10 dollars a month for unlimited like how is that gonna work i'm guessing you don't have access to all the same books uh um, audiobooks audiobooks no i don't believe so yeah. 
Yeah, that should be that would be interesting because I would be more interested in the audiobooks, but I also like that you can flip back and forth. That's really cool because there might be times when I'd prefer to read it. So I yes. like that. There are times like when I the first time I listened to all the Harry Potters, I listened to them, so I never knew what any of the words look like. What do the names look like? Yes, I didn't even oh, I know how you that. spelled any of them. Yes, and, and then. The second time I read it aloud to Maven, so then I'm like, oh, that's how you spell that name. Oh, that's how you spell Dumbledore. Oh, that well, that one's easy. But, you know, that's how you spell Hermione. Oh, that's how you spell <laughs> Oh, okay. I never would have pronounced it that way. <laughs> so at this point, uh, there are 2,144 books that have the Whisper Sync um, wow. thing uh, along with it, the book, that are available in Kindle Unlimited. So it's only WhisperSync that's available through the Unlimited? I mean, it's as, not, not just... As near audience. as I can tell. I Like I said, I, I didn't poke around a lot as far as trying to figure out what was going on with the audiobooks because that wasn't where I was at at the moment. Right, right. Um, I'm sure there's probably somewhere here that I could click that would tell me about the audiobooks, but I'm not quite sure where that is. Okay. No, <laughs> <Just> curious. <laughs> and they make it super easy to return them. You just have to click and say return the book and then boom, it goes and it... No. Well, that's nice because that OverDrive app is horrible. <laughs> it is. The OverDrive app, you can only return it like when its time is up. And I mean, I, I love the fact that we have it and it's free, but it is a horribly complicated process to g- even to get to your book. Like trying to find, like click on here and click on here and then you have to log in twice and then it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a pain. But Yes. Okay. So it says, in addition to professionally narrated audiobooks, subscribers get a complimentary three-month Audible membership. Oh, well, that's interesting. But then what? I wonder what it is after that then. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But you get Something at least three. Investigate. So there's, there you go. You get, you get one credit per month um, for three months. Um, and oh, I've already got mine and I'm in my 30 days. Um, I just clicked on it and I have a credit available and I'm Ooh. in my, I'm still in my free 30 days on Audible Unlimited, or on Kindle Unlimited. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Huh. Love so, it. Yep. So check it out and mm-hmm. um, go to make sure you click through our Amazon link on our website and then oh, click yeah. on the little, it's like right in the middle of the Amazon homepage there's all these little boats that are uh, books click on that and then go through and sign up check it out and uh, tell us what you think of it what did you find that was awesome on there because you know we're always interested in what other people are reading and what other people are are checking out so Mm -hmm, definitely especially if you know more about it than we do that we'd love to hear it yes because i like i said i'm just learning about it and i'm already in love yeah i'm very intrigued may have to (laughs) check that out Well, I think that covers everything for today. It was a bit of a short show for us. Well, there's 45 minutes of interview that's going to be in the middle here. So. Yeah, that'll lengthen it up some. <laughs> so if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. For links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find the notes specific to this episode in the set at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 46. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Goodbye. Bye. And, oh, oh sorry. You go first. You first so. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think you can hear that right because it's in my head, so. No. It's in your head. <laughs> yeah. The voice is in your head, Tina. And for links, res- uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> for links, resources. Okay. <laughs>